episode may include discussion for stories regarding abuse, violence, trauma, and some interventions which some listeners may have experienced as traumatic. All right. Hey, Danielle. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. What about you? I am doing all right. Doing okay. Ready for the weekend. Yes, very much so. Very excited that it's finally the weekend. Yeah, and we're recording this the Friday after Labor Day, so it's even like a short week, but (laughs) yeah, we're always excited for the weekend. (laughs) Yes, did not feel like a short week. (laughs) Yeah, I know, for real. Yeah, so something I guess today we're going to chat about laziness today, actually. But first of all, you know, we always start with like, how was your week and stuff like that, so... Um, given it was a short week, I don't feel like much went on, but on my drive, like I've been dealing with like house issues for like almost three weeks now. And then I get excited. I'm like, yes, I think it's fixed. And then they call me and they're like, actually it's worse. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so on my way home today, I just got this feeling of like, huh, maybe I'm overwhelmed. Like I just couldn't really get this feeling but usually I just do things and do things and do things and like I'm like it's fine it's fine I can do this I can handle this house problem and work and owning a business and then I have a breakdown over absolutely nothing yeah (laughs) but on my drive today I was like hmm maybe maybe I'm not okay (laughs) and that's okay like I'm just gonna acknowledge this and you know set boundaries like when I got home I'm like that my husband wanted to talk about the house issue and I was like I can't talk about this I just want to go on a walk (laughs) and that's okay so I'm not gonna have a meltdown (laughs) and sometimes it takes those mindful moments to even like you said like recognize like oh man like I I I am not okay yeah and usually I'm a type of person who like really doesn't ask for help and I can just keep doing it until I can't anymore so I feel like it's a little bit of self-progress to take this step of noticing that you can't do it all on your own especially like house things I don't know anything about houses (laughs) like (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing so yeah nothing super you know exciting but a little moment there so how about you what was something in your week you want to share you know it's funny that you mentioned that that's what's going on in your because in your week because I have also felt really overwhelmed this week just with these like you know getting feeling crushed by these these big picture problems that I can do nothing about right Mm -hmm. and um just feeling really really overwhelmed about it and you know today actually was uh you know I didn't have as many kids on my schedule at work as usual and so you know I had some extra flexibility in time Um, and usually I like to use that time to like catch up on paperwork and and lesson planning and all of all of that stuff and you know organizing my papers and all of that emailing people and today I just I just didn't I just didn't (laughs) I was a little bit you know coming to our topic I was a little bit lazy at work today um you know, using the time, you know, that little bit of wiggle room time that I had today, where that I, like I said, like I usually, um, I'm a little more productive. And today I just was not, no matter how much I tried, no matter how much I was like, okay, you need to do this. You need to do this. Anytime, anything extra beyond the, the bare minimum of what I needed to do just mm-hmm. felt virtually impossible to do today because I've just been having this overwhelmed feeling all week. 
Yeah, and it's really hard to move forward or be productive when, at least we believe it is, that <laughs> it's difficult yeah, yeah. to move forward yeah. when you've just been feeling overwhelmed, like when you're consumed by these feelings. Sometimes it's really difficult to, you know you need to do it, but you just can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, we try and remove the word lazy from our vocabulary, right? And I've even said that to mm-hmm. my coworkers, like, oh, I'm being so lazy. And I'm like, I challenge you to remove that from your vocabulary. Like, what's really going on? Yes, like digging for that why. Like, why? Why am I being lazy? Or why do I think someone's being lazy? Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why? Um, why is that happening? Why mm-hmm. can't I get myself to do anything above the bare minimum right, right. now? There, there's always a reason. What do you think of when like someone says laziness? Like what do you picture in your head if yeah, for laziness? Oh my goodness. That's a great question because I have a lot of things that come to mind. I know, um, you know, like I, the first thing that does not pop in my head, which is what you would think would be what pops in my head first is about, you know, someone just like laying around in bed all day. Like that's not the first thing that comes in my head. That's um, pretty much mine for me. Like I will, you know, definitely have call a lazy day, just like laying on the couch, watching TV and it's raining outside. But the difference is it's like planned, right? Yeah. I think if I plan to do that, I'm okay calling it a lazy day. <laughs> Yeah, I think the first thing that pops in my head, and I think it's because of our field working with kids, um, is when I think of like, you know, someone asking a kid to do something and they don't do it. And and it's like, oh, they're just lazy. They're just being lazy. Um, and from my experience, there's always a reason why. Like, they're never just being lazy. There's always something going on. I mean, this is, and like you said, like, it's the same for us adults too. There's always a reason why. You just got to keep digging for that why yeah and I know a couple of weeks ago you found a um a post on good old Facebook about laziness do you want to share what that says yes yes I saw this um shared I don't know who needs to hear this but you're not overwhelmed you are lazy and unorganized okay let's just take it from there like how can you tell somebody else that they are not overwhelmed how could I tell you Danielle that you were not overwhelmed this week like I don't care what you had going on you weren't overwhelmed like what gives me the right to do that Right, right. Just like dictating what someone else is feeling and and gaslighting what someone else may be feeling. Right. Um, Just right off the bat there. Right. And like overwhelmed for one person is different. Like it's different person to person. So you don't have the right to tell somebody that they are not overwhelmed. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like we all have our our own, um, you know, capacity to deal with so many things. And, uh, you know, what might be overwhelming to you might not be overwhelming to someone else and like vice versa. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. And what's overwhelming one day might be different the next day, like depending on if you slept well or if you did things which are pleasing and meaningful to you, like things are probably less overwhelming. But if you don't get the time to do self-care and meaningful activities or, you know, you're just having a moment, like things are more overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like maybe last like, week you could have handled it, but not today. Yeah, and like you said, like earlier too, like you had so you had so many like different factors going on in your life right now, and like you know you might usually be able to 
handle all the housework, but you've also got like, you're running your own business and juggling another job and, you know, working on this podcast and doing so many different things Mm -hmm. that they all kind of stack on each other. And so your tolerance for like something that you might be able to usually handle Mm -hmm. is just like out the window because there's so many different, our lives are just like so complex and dynamic. Oh no, I we froze. Oh bummer, dude. Oh, I stopped my video we, Okay. <laughs> we froze. Oh no. Um yes. <laughs> and two, I think like your expectations too, like for my example I gave at the beginning, this has been an ongoing issue. Like for week one, week two, I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is a house crisis. This happens. It's getting better. And then it's not like week three now and it's not getting better. (laughs) Right. So when you think things are getting better and then they don't, that can like change how you handle feeling overwhelmed and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a factor of things. So number one, don't tell someone else that they are not overwhelmed ever yes no (laughs) not your place okay sorry what was after that (laughs) see so you were lazy and and unorganized wake up earlier get an agenda book create a routine create boundaries say no stick to your schedule write down and adhere to your deadlines you are standing in your own way um wow there's just a lot there's a lot to unpack on this one. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is just like how, how ableist it is. Oh, um, yeah. Explain that. And doesn't take into consideration different people and their, or, you know, different people's uh, cognitive capacity and abilities uh, and executive functioning abilities. Like um, I know you and I have talked um before about you know my executive functioning dysfunction I am the least organized person on earth and it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm lazy um you know I struggle with things like figuring out how to initiate a task how to sequence a task how to complete it how to um manage my time time awareness even just like time will just melt away um and it all kind of feeds into that right um you know one of these suggestions is is get an agenda book and I could just I could line I could wallpaper every single wall in my house with the number of planners and agendas that I've tried and have failed because I start them and I get overwhelmed by how to how to organize them and how to categorize them and what to put in them and what not to put in them and how to do the time in there and whatnot that I get overwhelmed by the agenda book itself like not even considering everything else going on in my life just a, just this agenda book is just too much for me to handle I'm like I, I, I don't have the capacity to even deal with figuring this out right now and I just have just like I said, you could wallpaper my walls, every single wall in my house with the paper from failed agendas and planners in my life. So this technique that one person says will help you with your 
laziness, quote unquote, actually produces more feelings of overwhelmedness for you. Yes, exactly. It just like it, it pushes my brain into overdrive sometimes to the point, like you said, where I'm feeling even more overwhelmed by something like, like you said, that's supposed to help. And it doesn't, it doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, that's not just like unique for you, but unique for a lot of different people. Um, would you say that that's like due to challenges in executive functioning styles for yourself? For myself, yeah, 100%. Um, and just, um, I mean, in general, in a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of neurodivergent people have different executive functioning skills or some areas of executive functioning that might be really strong for them. Like they might be really great problem solvers, um, but might struggle with that time awareness piece or might struggle with that, um, you know, big struggle for me myself is that working memory piece. That's really hard. Um, and, uh, you know, with these, these scattered skills like that, it can be really exhausting um, trying to just keep up with everything going on in your life. Yeah. So it's not really a choice for you. Like you can work on executive functioning skills, but for someone who's not self-aware and aware that they have deficits in executive functioning skills, like it's, really difficult to grow in that area right you see your planner and it's not working but hey I'm not lazy I just don't have a planner but now I can't be successful using a planner either so like man I must be a mega bomb like yeah yeah exactly well it makes me think too even of um you know like as far to say they're they're um is neurodivergent burnout, which can look like laziness or, you know, as kids, usually they'll refer to it as a regression period. Um, And what's actually usually happening is that a neurodivergent person is doing, you know, throughout their entire day, um, they're they're doing something called masking. So they're trying to their best ability to fit into this mold that we, like this mold to fit into society as best as possible. They're hiding their true selves, they're hiding their neurodivergent traits or their autistic traits. Um, And that gets really exhausting, suppressing what your true self is all day. And you get home or into your safe space or into your comfort zone, or you just reach your limit and you can just completely shut down, Um, which can look like laziness, but it's no, it's that you're trying so hard to meet societal expectations and trying so hard to fit a specific mold that our society is built to support more um, than a lot of, you know, than support more than a neurodivergent person. Um, You're trying so hard and using so much energy to fit that mold that you just can't keep up with it anymore. Um, And that can look like laziness and it is 100% not is the opposite it's that you've worked yourself into the ground trying to keep up for sure yeah and that works for kids or people with trauma too right like putting this on and keeping it together all day like pretending like nothing is wrong and then you get home and just fall apart like it takes so much emotional energy to regulate yourself and try and control your feelings all day because you're not in a safe space to express them that by the time you get home like 
you're either just going to explode or melt and into just laziness. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, like, do you have, do you know any more about, um, like the impact on, or like anything about like the impact of like stress and trauma on executive functioning skills? Is there any sort of information, um, out there about that, that you know of? Hmm. I don't think I know, like if there's research about that, I'm sure there is. I'm from my experience at work, working with kids who have experienced stress and trauma early in their life they tend to have deficits in executive functioning skills and especially if there's been um drug exposure during pregnancy mm-hmm. um i find that those kids have um m- they need more help with executive functioning skills but i'm sure there's research out there but off the top of my head no that's just okay. from my like six years of clinical experience okay yeah I was curious because I, I heard something on I was listening to like an NPR podcast or something one time and um they had mentioned how like living in um like dire circumstances like living in poverty and um things like that and or in, in an unsafe environment or whatever mm-hmm. really impacts uh decision making um and so I was curious if that kind of like carried over into you know just overall executive functioning skills at all do you know what part of the brain uses executive functioning uh it's uh it's called our prefrontal cortex which is yeah our uh Mm -hmm. the part of our brain that um which i'm sure you know this is more for our listeners but um you know the part of our brain that does a lot of that um uh, you know, there's impulse control and problem solving. I, you know, I'm just breaking down what executive functioning is, but that's, you know. It's like the thinking part of your brain too, right? Like every other part of your brain needs to work for the front part too, the prefrontal cortex to work. And then. Yeah. When, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's like the saying when you flip your lid, like we use that in therapy where if you flip your lid, that means that your prefrontal cortex is offline. So you're not in your thinking part of your brain. You're just in like your brainstem, which is your survival mode. Um, So yeah, that would make sense that if you are experiencing trauma or have a lot of trauma, then your prefrontal cortex is not connected. It's not online. You flipped your lid is flipped a lot of the time. So there probably is executive functioning struggles. Yeah. So man, man, we're starting to go off on a little executive function. (laughs) Yes, that one's for a different day. Bolt, who? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I think even too, like of of kids that I've worked with who have motor planning difficulties, coordination difficulties, uh, you know, low tone, high, like hypermobile joints, because causing them to have you know discomfort and trouble with endurance and um, things like that, and it it looks like, you know, and you're like, oh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can, um, you know, get yourself dressed. And, and, and so when, when you're not getting yourself dressed, uh, you're being lazy, you're being lazy. And, and in reality, it might be really, really, really hard to figure out how to coordinate your, like their hands and arms and legs all together to get dressed and that they might just not have the capacity to do it that day or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, 
might be exerting a lot of energy because they say they have like lower muscle tone. And so they're having just going to say that one lower muscle tone. (laughs) Yeah. So you're exerting a lot more energy to complete those, those tasks like that. Um, And one day they just might not physically have the energy to do that. It doesn't mean they're lazy. It means that like physiologically their body can't handle it that day. Those might be the people who like shy away from doing more physical activities. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that's a big one. Someone who is not physically active is lazy, but yes. there's a lot more to that. <laughs> could be muscle tone, could be overwhelmed. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You froze up for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else could it be if someone's not like exercising? That's another one where people are called lazy um I know for myself I really despise going to the gym (laughs) um Mm -hmm. just that environment um it's big usually right there's lots of lights there's usually lots of people so that's just not my vibe um -hmm. I, I just prefer not to go there um as well as like just not knowing what to do. And I usually, yeah. this is like a mixture of lazy and executive functioning today. I just did an executive functioning training yesterday. <laughs> um, and they were talking about like not knowing what to do. Like you can tell someone go to the gym, like, cool. What do I do when I'm there? Right. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. You can't figure it out. Like I watch all these things on Pinterest and everything, but executing the plan is a struggle. So an environment may not be conducive to someone so therefore they are they look lazy yeah and it's like I'm thinking about that gym example too and we don't take into consideration here just saying like oh just go to the gym like you're not taking into consideration like the anxiety around like if you're not usually going to the gym and then you also might have these executive functioning challenges or you're just unfamiliar with what the gym environment is like and like what you will find is like you know, joyful, healthy movement. And uh, it's anxiety provoking because you're surrounded by a bunch of people, um, you know, some of them who live at the gym and it feel (laughs) like, even if no one really cares or pays attention to you, at least for doesn't know what she's doing. Oh, I'm here every day and I know what I'm doing, but look at her over there. She has no idea. Like she doesn't belong here. Um, There's just so many factors. Right. But if you tell someone like you don't go to the gym, they're going to think you're lazy. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But you know, ask me why I don't go to the gym and you'll find out that I'm not just lazy. Like there's more to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy working out. I just prefer to be like outside or in a smaller class where there's not all these big bright lights and yeah. big space. People, I don't really do people. Yeah. <laughs> they can be overwhelming, 100%. Yeah. They can be so overwhelming. Sure. Oh, what else is there which could be playing into this whole laziness thing? Hmm other people's perceptions like if you don't have a clear example of what you are expecting like people you could say like clean the clean the house right and you think one thing is clean and then someone else thinks something else is clean and then like you know they'll 
call you lazy for not meeting their standards but like you got to have that clear communication and different expectations um result in laziness one person might think one thing is lazy another person really doesn't think that constitutes to lazy yeah yeah and like also too like different perceptions about about rest um I feel like our culture has a very unhealthy opinion and perception of of rest and taking care of yourself um and I mean I know I I know I've fallen victim to this mindset before for sure um but just thinking like if you're not being productive if you're not doing something then that's a bad thing and no that no we all need rest we all need to take care of ourselves like we um if we're constantly going 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 and don't take that time to rest uh, you're going to end up getting to the point, like you've mentioned, like you mentioned, you get to a point where it's just like, I can't handle this anymore. And it goes into just full on breakdown mode. Right. Yes. There's so much purpose in rest that people don't talk about, like very purposeful to rest. Yeah. It's not lazy. Not at all. Your body needs to, well, number one, sleep in itself. Your body does so much like resetting, right? When it sleeps, Mm -hmm. like you need a certain amount of time so your body can rest for children so they can grow. um, They can recover from the day. If you're working out, that's when your body's muscles do things. This is why I'm a therapist, not a (laughs) something else, because I don't know what they do, but they do something. your long-term memory, you know, your short-term memory gets transferred over into your long-term memory and, um, you know, forms those long-term memories and makes them stronger. And so um, it's important for learning and it's important for just memory in general and keeping that, that mind sharp. Mm. Um, I know too, that's like when, um, you know, throughout the day, there's all this brain activity. And I know that there is uh, a lot of like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I want to say like protein garbage, but it's not, that's not the right word. Like, uh, I don't know. I think I can help you with this one (laughs) residue or something, you know, all these, all these like, you know, build up a from, um, waste, I guess, like, you know, cell waste or whatever from throughout the day, from your brain being so active and, when you sleep, actually your cerebral spinal fluid, which is like the fluid inside your brain flushes itself out and refreshes itself. And if you don't get sleep, it doesn't do that. It doesn't get that cell waste product out of your brain. So it's important for that too. Ooh, that's interesting. I have not heard that before. I had a, a professor in grad school who showed us a, um, a video about it. And, and I had heard about it bef- like, you know, in passing before that too, you know, I was a biology major for undergrad. So I, um, you know, I'd heard it along the way somewhere, but it didn't stick. It didn't really stick until, you know, I was in grad school and she's like, you all need to sleep here. Mm-hmm. Watch, you know, watch this informational video about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then too, like you have to take a break from, all the emotional energy that you put out through the day. I know there are like certain fields and certain roles that people play where we, we exert more emotional energy. And at times you really just do need to disconnect so that you can continue 
being able to provide that level of energy. Like I've always said that if I was a parent, I would not be able to be a child therapist because I know I would not have enough emotional energy for both. And I don't think any amount of rest would <laughs> give me that. So It's hard. It's hard. Yes. So yeah, we have to rest so we can just disconnect sometimes and be good for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That's something I'm really passionate about. Well, I don't know if passionate is the right word, but I like to promote um, rest and self-care, especially on bad days. Like you can't have a better, I don't think you can have a better tomorrow if you just continue to have like a crappy day right up until you go to bed, right? So if you have some time to like try and make it better, then whether that be resting or doing self-care, then you're more likely to have a better day tomorrow. Like wiping the slate clean, but before you do like... Just coloring it in a little bit, make it better. Yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense. I just, I mean, just, I mean, just anecdotal from personal experience. Like I think about, you know, when I go to bed um, after, you know, when I go to bed and I've been really dysregulated and I haven't taken some self-care time or some rest time. And then I wake up the next day and I still like, you know, I, my brain feels like it's in a haze when I wake up the next day versus like when I go to bed and I feel well rested and regulated and like, Oh man, I like, you know, took care of myself today. And then I wake up the next day and it's like, I felt like I've, it's, I've had more restful sleep and I feel ready to take on the day and just keep on fighting the good fight the next day versus like, mm-hmm. like going to bed when I've not taken care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that taking your care of yourself can be sleeping, napping, just, doing nothing for five minutes, 10 minutes, the entire evening, whatever it takes. Like we should just like, we can't tell someone else that they're overwhelmed. We shouldn't tell someone how much time they need to reset or how much time they need to do self-care to then, you know, be productive or be regulated even the next day. Don't tell people what they should do with their emotions and their ability to regulate. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. And and don't say, oh, it's just, just do these things, just do these things and you will be the person and you will not be, you're, you will not be lazy anymore if you just do these things. That is another word. Lazy and just are words that I try and remove <laughs> from my vocabulary because just really downplays everything. everything. Like even if you're just emailing somebody like, hey, just checking in, like just take the just out. Like, hey, I'm checking in. How's it going? Right? Like yeah. don't downplay what you're doing. <laughs> take the just out of it too and erase lazy. Like look deeper than lazy. New word. <laughs> yes. For sure. All right. Can you read the um, little infographic that you saw again? See if it jolts any more discussion here. Let's see. Wake up earlier, get an agenda book, create a Waking up earlier, going back to ableism, is (laughs) like, what if you have to work three jobs? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, you're probably going to need some rest or something. Right? Like, you can't like, just if- wake up early. I, I'm awake <laughs> all the time because I work three jobs and I'm a parent just to survive. And it's like, what a, what a privileged position to be in to be like, oh, hey, if you're not achieving your goals, if you're not, you know, if you don't feel like you're thriving, it's because you're not just doing these things. And it's like reality. Like you said, what if you have someone who's 
running themselves in the ground, working three jobs, and then they get home and they just physically, mentally don't have the energy to do much of anything, you know, Mm -hmm. other than maybe like, you know, heat up dinner and then do the bare minimum, you know, and, and that's not being lazy. That is, oh, hey, you have been working yourself to death and you do not have anything left to give. You literally don't have any more time in your day to yeah. like get ahead, right? So this statement that we keep referring to is probably about like bettering yourself or meeting your goals. Um, but if you are like doing all this just to survive, like you and you want to sleep because you know you have to sleep, like there is not a lot of time left in your day to I don't know, plan your day or work on those goals or take those extra classes or work out. Like, yeah, yeah. I think what did you say? Not ableist. um, Privileged. Privileged. Yes. Yeah. It makes me think of like, you know, when I was, um, I was taking prerequisite courses before OT school, I had to take a few extra, like I'd already graduated from undergrad, but there, you know, I changed my career path and um, had to take a few extra classes before I could apply to OT school. And um, when I was taking those prereqs, I worked, uh, I guess it's, it was second shift in a hospital cafeteria. I worked till like 11 p.m. from like three to 11 p.m. shift. And I worked with a lot of people there who would, you know, work the three to 11 p.m. shift. And then they would go to their overnight shift at like Walmart or something like that. And to say someone that is working these insane hours, working their tail off and, um, you know, doing what they have to do to get by, um, saying that they're lazy because they, you know, rest during the day and don't go to the gym and don't, you know, or, you know, might not have time to go to the gym or, uh, you know, might be struggling in some way saying that those people are lazy, um, is, I don't even have a word for just how terrible that is. Like, it's just so judgmental and does not understand, like, it doesn't look at them holistically, like these people holistically and, um, you know, fully understand what's going on in their lives. Right. And again, like downplays the importance of self-care and happiness. Like I can kind of relate to what you're just saying. Like one summer during college, I went third shift at Waffle House. So I'd go to work Mm -hmm. at like 11 p.m., till 7am and then I worked a nannying job and I think I would go there from like 11 to 5am and then I had an algebra class or something like two nights a week (laughs) like I was doing it because I had to pay you know my credit card debt but like I was miserable that summer sucked right like I did it because I had to but like my emotion my it took a toll on me on my mental health like don't downplay your mental health like sure you can do it, but you're not resting and probably your mental health and your relationships and all those other things might suffer along the way. And those are just as important as your goals. Charlotte, you should have just gotten an agenda and woken up earlier. Yeah. You know, I was getting like four <laughs> hours of sleep anyway. And I think I had a dog yeah. at the time. So like, I don't know, oh my maybe God. I should walk him. <laughs> <laughs> 
just should have gone to gender. What I should have done is just not get in debt. And then I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, <laughs> living the American dream. Yeah, oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. No one taught me about credit card debt. <laughs> yeah. They tend not to do that. They tend to teach you about like, you know, parallelograms in high school and not, yeah. um, yeah, not like, not about like managing your money or anything yeah. like that. But that, that's, that's a tangent. Just give an 18 year old a credit right card. Now. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, you know, my first credit card, gosh, I was an undergrad and I signed up for it so I could get a free Subway sandwich. So. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, I didn't know that I had to pay it off. Like I kept getting calls and my roommate was like, why are they calling? I'm like, they're telling me I have to pay it. And she's like, you haven't made a payment. I'm like, but they said it was 0% until certain time. She's like, that's interest, not payments. I'm like, I had no idea. <laughs> like, oh my God. So there the I American, was. The American public school system for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, having to work two jobs, take classes and, you know, try don't and be know. human at the same time. Yeah, don't know. Yeah. So um, mental health, too, is another reason people may be lazy. They're not lazy. They're depressed. Okay. Yes. Let's check that box first. Are you depressed? And I think nowadays, like I said at the beginning, we downplay everything. Like, it's okay. I can do it. It's fine. Everything's fine. The world's burning around me, but it's fine. (laughs) Like, depression is real. Check on your people. (laughs) And it, t- and it takes like, you know, like you were saying, you know, at the beginning um, today that you like it took you sitting in your car by yourself in a quiet car by yourself with no, no other distractions to be like, huh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And this has been going on for days at least. And um, it takes those moments too to recognize like if you're feeling depressed or anxious or, you know, whatever. And Um, It's also privileged to be able to have those moments sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like what? I'm 29. I've been an adult now for 11 years, right? 18, 29, 11 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing this for 11 years now. And just today was like, huh, well, let's back off a little bit. And I'm a therapist, right? (laughs) I should know this, but no, it's this perception of you just keep going you keep going you keep going like we don't have time to have a mental breakdown just keep going (laughs) it's such a societal pressure that you don't take time for yourself you don't ask for help you just do it and sometimes you can't and that's okay yeah so yes depression is real anxiety is real those are all valid reasons why somebody is not doing something, not that they're lazy, that they have a mental illness. They have a diagnosis, which is stopping them. Yes. And that's just like, not just, that's only the (laughs) (laughs) like emotional ones, right? If we talk about neurodivergent diagnosis, that's a whole nother ballgame as why people are doing things. Our brain is not wired and functioning the same as a neurotypical person so that's why I'm not doing something exactly I know and we I know we yeah and I know we touched on a few things like you know um neurodivergent burnout and and all of that that can look like lazy and it is 100% not Mm -hmm. and especially things like 
trauma. Like you could look at a person and I'm not, I don't mean this to sound like some neurodivergence. You can tell if somebody has it right. Like Mm -hmm. trauma in particular, people can present just fine, but really their brain is rewired, is wired very differently. Um, And I think there's a very large percent of the population who have trauma of some kind or a stress-related disorder, trauma or stress-related disorder. I think that's probably a pretty high amount. I might have to Google that right now. I mean, really, <laughs> after I mean, after this pandemic, I would say 100% people in the world. <laughs> right, like trauma. if not, the percent of people diagnosed, not with depression, <laughs> with, let's do PTSD. Oh. PTSD affects approximately 3.5% of the U.S. adults every year. There'll be an estimated 1 in 11 people diagnosed with PTSD in their lifetime. That was in 2019. Okay. So, I mean, 3% doesn't sound like a lot, but that's probably a couple million people. I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there are other reasons people are lazy, Danielle. They just don't get out of bed. They have no desire. (laughs) They don't have enough planners, that's for sure, or enough timers. Um, They should probably just buy some new workout clothes as well. That'll probably help. Yeah, you know, I don't know if this will end up on a tangent or not, but I will say there is not... I mean, okay, there's a lot of things that really, really irritate me. But one thing that does really, really irritate me is when people will talk, like teachers, therapists, parents, et cetera, will talk in front of children saying that they're being lazy um, and not necessarily telling them that they're being lazy, but talking about them in that way to another adult Mm -hmm. in front of them. Um, And just that is so irritating to me. Because you have a kid there who understands what you're saying, understands what you're talking about, what you're saying about them, and internalizing that about yes. themselves, which perpetuates mm-hmm. this unhealthy culture and idea um, against not being productive and not, mm-hmm. in, you know, being lazy and not resting and taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That creates this possible level of shame. This idea of something yes. is wrong with me, or we can swing the entire opposite end of this um, spectrum where like from then on out, like, like you said, we're just going too hard. We're not going to take the breaks. Like one time I was called lazy. So from that point forward, <laughs> I'm just going to do everything perfectly and not risk that again. Right. Like, yes. Or the opposite and just being like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm just lazy. Just so I'm not going to try. It, right? I'm not going to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And those messages, especially in childhood, are ones which like are so strong and can carry through like throughout your adulthood. So like we really need to be careful what we're saying to and around kids because they hear it and it is super impactful. I'm sure we could all think of that one statement our parents said to us or about us as a child and it sticks with us like oh my 20 gosh. years later, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there. We all have one. So we have to be <laughs> <At> so least. <laughs> careful. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So yeah, that's what we think. We don't believe in laziness and we don't think you should it's, either. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's a myth. It is a myth. There's always a reason. And if you feel like you are being lazy, 
maybe you need to sit back and have one of these mindful moments and really, really do some digging into understanding what you're feeling internally and what Mm -hmm. all is going on in your life at the time and really looking at this big picture um, Mm -hmm. to kind of understand what's really going on because laziness is a myth. That reminds me, I went out to brunch with a friend the other day and we were talking about someone and she's like, do you think that he's just like lazy? (laughs) I was like... (laughs) No, no, I just said no. Like we, no, I can't even go into all this over brunch. But no, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of a situation where, like, I would just call someone lazy or like myself lazy. Maybe if I planned a day of like laziness. Yeah, but again, yeah. I could just reframe that and call it a restful day. Like yeah, it was a restful yeah. weekend. It doesn't have to yes. be a lazy weekend or a lazy day. It was a restful day. And restful yes. just sounds so much more positive. Than it lazy. does, doesn't it? And like rejuvenating. And yeah. It sounds nice and cozy. Yeah. So there's another word to remove from your vocabulary. Lazy. It's not a real thing. You can't change our mind that it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real all right I don't think there's much more to say about laziness do you think there's anything we've missed I think we have uh I think we're we've fully covered how we feel about that topic all right cool well I hope people enjoyed listening and that they can find that um useful in their lives I would really like to hear if you could give us a really excellent example of just pure laziness I'd love to hear it. If you have crossed yes. off every single one of those things yes. that we talked about, please let us actually first double check that, like, you know, really make sure your person you're talking about is not depressed. Then yeah. let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd love to have at least one example where laziness just really does exist. Yeah. But I don't or believe you, it until then. Or if you think of anything that, um, may appear to be laziness and is not that we did not cover today. We'd love to hear that too, because we're always, um, you know, looking for more, uh, you know, content. I always, yeah, opinions. content. Well, and I, and I, well, opinions definitely. And and I know I constantly am talking about digging for that why. And I'm always, I, I always love learning about other people's um, experiences. And they're wise for, you know, behind a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. yes. Just always ask why. Like kids, yeah. just be curious. Just be four again. Just be four years yeah. old again and just be like, why? Why? And now that you're an adult, like no one's going to tell you just because, because I said so. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, happens exactly. so much when you're grown. So be curious. <laughs> yes. All right, listeners, thanks for tuning in today. And we hope to see you here again next time. All right. Okay. Adios.